Well, hello. Welcome to another episode of The Daily. We are at the end of the work week. Congratulations on uh, not just surviving, I hope, but thriving. Uh, You've made it to the end of the week. Uh, It's time for a good rest. And I trust uh, that God's peace, uh, His shalom is upon you, even in this time. Uh, Regardless of whatever challenges that you're facing, be it uh, relationally, you feel distant from people or financially needing needing to navigate through some really tough situations and decisions or you just find this whole thing stressful altogether i pray for god's shalom to be so real and felt uh, in this time um you know uh, before I started recording uh, this episode, you know, I just received a word of uh, some more measures that are to be implemented, and uh, that got me—I'll be honest—really anxious. You know, I started getting really anxious about it. All of a sudden, you know, I—I'm not a—I don't do really well with big changes. You know, I like uh, the predictability. I like. Uh, yeah, I, I just like predictability, you know, I, I just don't like big changes, I'm a creature of habit, I have the same breakfast uh, every Saturday morning, I order from the same restaurants, I'm just weird that way. And so in this time where I am uh, forced to uh, respond to changes uh, quickly and well has been so challenging for me, I just feel a ton of, uh, if I can be honest, anxiety in my heart. And I've needing I've been needing to uh, really keep that in check. And I'm reminded of uh, that verse in Proverbs that says, you know, uh, guard your heart, uh, for out of it uh, flows the issues of life. And I've been thinking and really pondering a lot about uh, what are some habits that I can pick up uh, for the sake of my heart. So I do certain things in the morning. You know, I make sure that I, I, I read passage of scripture before I expose myself to a new cycle. I try to maintain uh, connected with close friends, give them a phone call, uh, stuff like that, you know, that I feel uh, puts my heart in a right place. Uh, I heard this recently from a pastor that I really admire. Uh, he said this, um, that anxiety is a kind of grasping for control for what you do not have in the future, but gratitude is giving thanks for what you do have in the present. And I think, man, what a line, what a quote, what a apt observation uh, that is so needed in this day and age, right? Even as we process through this unpredictability that all of us have to deal with now, are there going to be new measures? Are there going to be suspensions and closures? What's going to happen? You know, are things going to uh, return to normal? How long will it take? And we have to grapple with all uh, these tensions that we face. Uh, it can be really, really stressful and lead us to a place of anxiety, of uh, seeking to control the outcome, seeking to uh, control what the future looks like. And uh, really the antidote for anxiety is cultivating this deep sense of gratitude and uh, that pastor defines gratitude as simply giving thanks for what you do have in the present. Now, a couple of passages of scripture comes to mind even as I consider uh, this thought. Um, I want to read to you this morning from Colossians chapter 3, uh, verses 15 to 17. Now, this passage has uh, become a real mainstay in my daily reading. I try to read it uh, as often as I can. I think in this time, there are a few key passages of scripture that all of us should devote time into reading and memorizing. Uh, Psalms 91, obviously. 
I think Acts chapter 2, uh, that whole passage on what the early church community was like, they devoted themselves to one another. I think that is something that we should spend a lot of time reading and understanding even as we are socially distant, we are socially uh, far apart, but it should not equate to relational disconnection and we should fight for relationship in this time. But another key passage of scripture I really believe we ought to read is Colossians chapter 3. And it goes like this in God's word, it says, Let the peace of Christ to which you were also called in one body rule your hearts. And then says this, Be thankful. Let the words of Christ dwell richly among you in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another through psalms, hymns and spiritual songs, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do in word or in deed, do everything in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. Now we notice Paul's uh, exhortation to the church in Colossae, and I believe to us in this moment. Paul mentions this whole idea of being thankful, gratitude, giving thanks. He mentions it three times in this short, short passage of scripture that we just read. Now this, I believe it's so key in this moment. It's really an antidote to all of the uh, emotional turmoil and unrest we feel in our hearts. But even as I read this passage, it draws me to another familiar writing uh, of Paul, and that is in Philippians chapter 4, really familiar passage of scripture. In chapter 4, verse 4, it says this, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say, Rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. And it says this in verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God. And then the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Now, what would you think is the most repeated command in the Bible? What do you think uh, is the most repeated admonition, uh, command, uh, statute we are to obey that is repeatedly mentioned in the Bible? Now, it will do us good to know that uh, the most repeated command in the Bible is not uh, any of the prohibitions or warnings. It's not about sex or money or power. But the most repeated command in the Bible, what really be something that surprised you. It is to be happy. God tells us more than anything else in different ways to praise the Lord, do not be afraid, rejoice and give thanks, all of which are commands in an essence to be happy. Now don't move past this too quickly. Let it sink in more than anything else. God commands us to be happy. He wants us to taste real joy today, not only when the sorrow or the darkness lives, God wants us to taste joy today. Now, joy is not this mere sense of pleasure. It, it really is a pervasive, constant, and unending sense of well-being that flows from this sense of vision, peace, righteousness, and hope. True joy is robust. It is powerful. It is full. It is not built on just wishful kind of thinking or ignorance of the circumstances, uh, checking out of reality. But true joy is robust in the way that it is still intact, 
even in the most trying of circumstances. I think of that line where it talks about Jesus, that Jesus for the joy so set before him endured the cross, that even as he approached the cross, this painful instrument of torture, Jesus was full of joy. I think of that line from Bono, uh, a lead singer of U2, he said that joy is an act of defiance. Wow, what a line. Joy is an act of defiance. It's saying no to the circumstances, the challenges, the problems dictating the condition of your heart, the state of your being, your emotions, but defiance, joy is defiance. It's so much more than happiness, but really it's not anything less, right? Christian joy, this joy that Christ promises is so much more than feelings of euphoria, excitement, and laughter. But it's not anything less than that, but you know, it is a kind of joy that is persistent, it's steadfast, it is immovable in times of shaking, times of circumstance. And I want to call us to that kind of joy. Not just like an internal kind of inside joy, like I got a joy, 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 down in my heart, down in my heart. Not that kind of joy, but I'm talking about a joy that is robust, a joy that looks like laughter, it looks like confidence in the times of in times of shaking, joy in the midst of anxiety, fear, and turmoil. And I love that line uh, in, in Paul's writing, it says this, be anxious for nothing. And we often just you know, fixate on the line and we go to people who are anxious like, hey, stop being anxious, stop it anxiety, don't do it, stop. But I'm thankful that Paul didn't just stop in that line and just go like, that's a command, you just got to stop doing that. I love that Paul elaborated further and expounded on uh, how we can maintain uh, and how we can cultivate a non-anxious heart. Uh, he says this, no, be anxious or nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be known to God with gratitude, with prayer, with supplication. Bring your request to God. And in verse 7, it says that the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard our hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And this is the way we can uh, enter into uh, joy, not just a fleeting temporal kind of happiness, but joy, which is that pervasive, constant, unending sense of well-being that flows from the knowledge that we are loved, that we are held by God, that kind of joy that is defiant even when everything in life seems to pull us and pull our emotions down a different path, that kind of joy, a defiant joy, the way we cultivate that is through Practicing gratitude is through uh, thanking God, is through thanking people for the things that we do have today. And so in this moment uh, where we are all tempted to be anxious because of the unpredictability that's all around us, I want to call us into a posture of gratitude. What are some things that you can be grateful for today? I want us to uh, begin to consider practicing gratitude in our lives. That means taking some of the things that we have in our life in the present. And these might be things that you don't regard as like altogether like dramatically awesome. But that's the whole point is picking things in life that you would have otherwise just purely not considered 
and glance over and picking up these things, simple things, and being grateful for them. And you'll realize over time, even as you practice gratitude daily and just thank God for even the most mundane and normal of things, of events, of possessions, that you will become over time a joyful person with a heart of gratitude. And so let's just take a moment this morning even as we center our hearts into a place of reflection and prayer. So wherever you're at, just sit down, be still. Uh, try to remove uh, every distraction around you. It might be pretty tough for you, uh, those of you who are traveling to work right now, but try your best to eliminate all distraction. Just close your eyes. And in just a few moments, we're going to invite the Holy Spirit to come upon our hearts. In this prayer, what we're asking is we're asking for the Spirit to bring to mind things that we should be grateful for. And this could be people, uh, it could be possessions, it could be opportunities, uh, things that we have you know, gotten really used to and in many ways have taken for granted. These things, we're calling for the Spirit to bring these things to remembrance up to uh, our mind space. And we're going to be intentionally uh, practicing gratitude in this moment. And so as I pray this prayer, you know, I believe that images are going to come up uh, before your mind, images of people, stuff that you own, moments in life. And as these images come up, I want you under your breath to begin to thank God for these things, for these opportunities, for these people. Thank God for so-and-so. Thank God for this. Thank God for this opportunity. We're going to practice gratitude together. And so I'm just going to pray a quick prayer and let's enter into gratitude together. All right. Holy Spirit, we invite you to come upon us right now. Come upon our hearts and bring to mind things that we can be grateful for. We invite you to come. Amen. Awesome. Thanks so much for doing that. And I hope that was uh, nourishing to your soul. And let me say a quick prayer for you even as you begin your day. Father, I thank you for all the things that we have in life. Uh, God, uh, we thank you uh, that all that we have in life comes from you. That is not a byproduct of how able we are, how well-resourced and how, how well-connected we are or even how educated we are, all that we have, every opportunity, every possession, even the air we breathe right now is all a gift from you. So we recognize that in this moment in our hearts come to you with gratitude, with thanks. And God, we pray even as we learn how to cultivate gratitude, that Lord, you will teach us and disciple us in the ways of joy. God, we pray that we will be a people so filled with joy in this climate of anxiety. Uh, and it's not the kind of joy that is just happiness, that's temporal and fleeting, but it's the kind of joy that is defiant, that is robust, that is steadfast, even in times of challenge, fear and turmoil. 
God, we pray that we'll be a people that are resolute in joy, in great hope. God, we thank you for your spirit that's upon us. We pray that you will lead us, guide us today. We yield to you and we love you. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of The Daily. Go crush the last day of work. We'll see you on Sunday for our online gathering. Be blessed. Grace and peace. Hey, thanks so much for tuning in to The Daily Podcast. We will have fresh new episodes out for you every weekday. If you like what you're hearing and want to check us out, uh, you can look us up on our website, www.thecity.sg, or check us out on our various social media platforms. We'll see you at the next episode. Peace.